Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanware. Beware? Sure. No? No, that's right. It's just easy. No harm, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm asking for like a lot of um a lot of leeway, I think, but I don't think there's any harm in giving it. Tanware. Beware. I mean I would say it's a little phoned in. I was trying to make fewware, but it just doesn't work. AKA Tanner Greenery. <laughs> and I'm joined as always by my co-host Fiel Fable. Clefable. Yeah. There is a Clefable in here. On the same team as Beware. What a team that is. What a team that is. Wow, there were some good teams this week, some wild teams and some really ugly teams too. Because we were in the Aether Foundation for the entirety of the week, Joshua, aka Joshua Fielstead. In this 150th episode, the Mewtwo number. The Mewtwo episode. Whoa, the Mewtwo episode. I call armored Mewtwo. No, that's my thing. Well, you didn't call it in time. <sighs> you can have Mountain Dew Mewtwo. I've been looking for an armored Mewtwo figurine for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you gave me the, which is right up there. You gave me the Mewtwo in the like cryogenic chamber. Oh, the or canister. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Burger King from 1999. Right. AKA Mountain Dew Mewtwo, which is good, but I really want an armored Mewtwo. But they're hard to find in general. And when I make a buy, I really want to get whatever the best one is. Deploy the bug uh, army. The bug catcher battalion. Yeah. Bug catcher battalion. Source Josh an armored Mewtwo figurine. Money is no object. Just direct my funds where they should be invested. <laughs> yeah. Call his call his brokerage manager. <laughs> and we can make we can we can make some of his funds a little liquid. Put all of it in armored Mewtwo. To man to, we can move some stuff around. But yeah, that would be great. Send him some links at exp share pod. Because that's obviously the coolest Pokemon. Armored Mewtwo. Come on. Joshua, every week, you and I bust our humps playing a game we love. That's right. Sitting down, chatting with one of our closest friends in the world, mm -hmm. having the time of our lives, busting our asses doing that for these people. <laughs> the least they could do is hunt you down a link to an Armored Mewtwo figurine. We don't ask for much, bug catchers. In fact, the more expensive, the better. That's all we ask. Sometimes on TikToks, they show on TikTok they show these videos of these guys putting together these humongous like anime figurines that are like life size. I think that is what you're looking for, right? Um, I don't know about life size. Mewtwo's like six foot seven. I've been to your Brooklyn apartment. It's pretty. I think there's. If I think if you knock out that corner wall that I hate so much. Yeah. Right behind you. My uh, recessed. Bookshelf? Last time I was at Josh's, I sat and complained about this corner wall he has. You don't like that? Yeah. It's very tasteful, I think. You should ask most of your friends, because I complained about it to anyone who would listen. Wow. I had no idea about this sideshow you were doing at my party. I was, like, figuring out where I would push walls back. That's fucked up. Sorry. We start and stop this week, Joshua on the shores of the Aether Foundation, like, I don't know what it is, like a Aether boat? Paradise? Yeah, it's like a, is it like anchored to the floor, the seafloor, like a no oil idea. rig, or is it It's not clear if it's floating base? or if it's like an oil rig. Is it yeah. tethered somehow? But it's out here, and we and the only way out here is via Gladion's like skull grunt cruise Cruiser? ship. Cruiser? Yeah. Yeah. Like cigarette boat. Yeah, know? cigarette boat is right. So you got to join him out here. And like the second I get out here with him, I'm like, actually, psych, can we go back real quick? 
Gladian's like, I guess. Yeah, I did the same thing, actually. We get back in a cigarette boat and go back to Mallee City, where um, I popped in just very quickly to the police station right by the ferry terminal, I think. Mm -hmm. And there I witnessed a, a very tender sight, which is Nanu. No, our old pal, Nana. Has resumed his kahunali duties uh-huh. and is in the police station, like back at his, his post, you know, taking on challengers, introducing upstart kids from uh, Mali City to the world of Pokemon training. And that's what that's the scene. Did you see this? No, I didn't go. Why did you walk into this tender moment? Why would I go back there? I don't really know why you went back there. I don't know to chew it up with a fellow dark type trainer. Save this guy's life. You know, it's like it's like those like viral videos of a a kid meeting the firefighter who saved his life like twenty years later. Yeah, you did play a vital role in his uh, redemption arc. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge part of his like support network, you know? He's not healed overnight, Joshua. God, learn something about mental health. All right, all right. You're right. Anyway, I walk in and he's having a conversation with a young child. Of course. And he's saying, did you go into this police station before? It was just full of meowths. Actually, yeah, I meant to remark about that whenever it happened. I guess when we went to Mali City, but yeah, previously, I guess... This entire police station had like a dozen Meowths in it. Still does. And now Nanu's here too and this kid. And Nanu's like, well, welcome to the wild world of Pokemon training. You're going to now start the grand trials. So it's my job as the kahuna of this island to give you a Pokemon to train with. Do you want Meowth, Meowth, or Meowth? (laughs) Really? Yeah. And the kid like can't decide. And eventually Nanu has to like explain the different personalities of the three Meowths. Like one is laid back, one is like fiery and angry, and one is like sleepy or something like that. One is sleepy and laid back, one is fiery and angry, and one is like confident. Well, you know which one Parrothead would go and for. And the kid is like, Mr. Which one should I which one should I pick? And I was like, absolutely the like mean and fiery one. So I've probably doomed this kid. Oh, I've probably created the next supervillain. Yeah, you are just perpetuating the cycle of violence. It was very nice. And then Nanu's like, oh, hey, welcome back. Like, I've been well. Thank you for checking in on me. Well, that's nice. Your support means a lot. I, again, like, wouldn't really think Skullgrunt was much of a uh, kind of an empathetic individual. You're a pretty judgmental guy, aren't you, Josh? There's a little bit more uh, depth to this villain than I would have thought. Yeah, maybe you and Greg should take a step back and try to... You know, understand the person behind the the villainy. Nah, I understand enough. I'm not going to do that kind of introspection. What did you get up to back on the mainland? I'm not going to say who, but I will say that I bred and hatched a new mon that will be entering Yuck, my team. Josh. <laughs> the Pokemon bred themselves. Let me think about your team for a moment and think about what you would want to rebreed something that you've bred. To get a different ability on it. Or it was a Pokemon that out in the wild was such a high level that I wanted to be able to have one from the beginning. Oh, I see. To train Oh, I see. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to talk about in level check. That's not where we're at right now, Joshua. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We got to get back to Aether Paradise. Like, reality, once again, somehow, I don't know how this fucking Poke Earth is still here. Because reality is, like, on the brink of destruction. While we were fucking around with Guzma, it turns out Guzma was a, a feint, 
uh, a patsy. They sent us out to Poe Town so that they could kidnap Lily and Cosmog and bring them out to Aether Foundation. Right. I'm not going to lie, everyone. We were pretty drained after our conversation with Greg last week, so we may have <laughs> skipped over a lot of Poe Town, Mally City. The setup for this whole situation. Yeah. Could I tell you how we ended up going to Poe Town in the first place? Not really. We were sent there. Well, we were sent there, but I don't remember why. Well, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> They're not like narratively gripping games, Joshua. We've been over this. No, we've we've covered that in detail. We've been yelled at it about about it a lot. I stand my ground. In this situation, this was a narrative heavy week, and I very carefully because I know the bug catchers hate it when I hammer A, mm-hmm. I very carefully read every piece of dialogue this week, and I learned a lot about the Aether family. Oh, you did? The Aether corporate family and the Aether, the Aether people family. Because that's what we learned this week, everyone. Yeah, it's a uh, family affair, Yeah, this episode. It's like succession. <laughs> I've never seen it. They're a family, right? You haven't watched succession? It seems too mean. It's very gripping. It's the kind of thing you got to be in a mood for, right? Well, yeah. A not like bad mood for. In a in a mood for some high quality prestige <laughs> television. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. You should. It's a very compelling drama. It's just a bad guy hangout, but it's like a, it's it's an episode long bad guy hangout. Like we've whiffed a couple of our most recent episodes on length. There was one where we just walked into a short cutscene. Yeah. Walked out of it. And then one where we did like maybe all of Ula Ula Island pretty much. Yeah, that's right. But this one, I think we found the Goldilocks spot because they've made us a self-contained little like bottle episode here where we're whisked off to Aether Paradise, which is this floating like hellscape. <laughs> no, it's it's very nice. It's like, um, you know, it's exactly like it's exactly like the cloning facility. Star Wars. In like the Kashmir system or whatever in Star Wars. That's right. Do you remember that? It's like a big ocean planet and there's like a like pristine bright white light yeah, the cloning facility. Aliens with the really long necks. Yeah. It is exactly like that actually. Yeah. So you're whisked out here. It's a march. It's like a march down endless corridors fighting endless amount of Aether bad guys taking this silly elevator up and down that no one seems to know how to run including like the prince of the Aether kingdom. Gladion. Gladion. Do you want my first facty about the Aether family? Yeah, let's get into it. Tanny's facty, just a real quick side facty. Hit me. Gladion in Japan is called Glazio. Glazio. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Why not just call him Glazio here too? I don't know. Guzma? Maybe it would tie him too much to Guzma with the two Zs. Guzma and Glazio? Yeah. Well, is is Guzma in Japan? Oh, let's find out. The Goose. I feel like that should be part of the fun facty. Sorry, I'm new to the fucking form. It's just a friendly tip. I thought I could find it under husband on Lusamine's page, but apparently they're not married. Did you see who her husband is? No. I went down a, a rabbit hole on that one. The husband is surprising. Guzma in Japan is called Guzma. So I guess the population of Japan is savvier. They're able to make those distinctions. Yeah, not our 
bonehead mass audience. Not you. You you know the family tree, right? So there's no real relation between Glazio and Guzma, is there? No, Guzma is just some other guy. Guzma's just sort of a, a simp. Yeah. He like loves Lusamine and like made all of well, made all of what like the first regime of Team Skull just in service of Lusamine and the Aether Foundation. Yeah, that's right. That's one narrative thread we've we've unraveled. And luckily someone has like picked up this like heap of thread that's fallen on the ground. Cause like Team Skull could be just abandoned after this. But someone stepped in and taken the reins. It's me, Skull Grunt. Skull Grunt has finally ascended the ranks. How's that going? I'm trying my best. You cleaning it up? Let's see. What did I decide I was gonna do this week? Um, buy the Team Skull outfit. Buy the Team Skull outfit. That's what we were talking about. I was trying to find my way back to Po Town to buy the Team Skull outfit, but apparently you said it's very expensive. So I might have to get some work done. I might have to go like. I think it's expensive. I bet I can go farm some meowths to get extra cash or something, right? Why? Because of a uh, payday? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, seems like they'd have more money. Set up a slowpoke tail ring out here. I think there's something I can go farm somewhere without mercy that will net me some quick cash if I need to build up some like a little nest egg to buy a team skull outfit. Well, and you should have amulet coin by now, right? Let's let's Google it. I do. Let's Google it. What are we even doing? This is a service. We're supposed to be doing a service to these listeners. Best Pokemon to farm for money. Ultramoon. Well, you they don't give you money unless it's trainer battles, though. I know, but what if they're holding things that you can sell? I guess. That seems a little convoluted as a scheme. I think to maximize villainy, I don't want to just go battle a bunch of people. I want to kill a lot of Pokemon. Just saying it's going to be tough to raise money that way. Okay, well. This game FAQ's thread says you can't get the Team Skull outfit until after you become champion or... What the fuck? I'm already head of Team Skull, though. Oh, God. Or Festival Plaza by asking visitors about their clothing style. Well, that's not going to work for me. And you have to level up the plaza. Well, that's definitely not going to work for me. Because I don't know how I'm going to level it up from never going inside ever again. I would not step foot in there. You know what? I'm just going to keep cobbling together all the black and white and, and like skeleton gear they give me until I can eventually buy this outfit maybe i have to be champion but you know what you know what i fucking stomped through the aether foundation so i'm not really worried about being champion at this point joshua let's talk about it all right you just fight a bunch of aether foundation people they've all got boring pokemon until you get to this fucking elevator sequence where you're like going up and down on an elevator that idiot faba is there with his like stupid bug glasses yeah he really has a hideous look even though i stand by my opinion that I think I announced several seasons ago at this point. Aether Foundation's outfits are incredible. It's a little sterile. But it's very, like, chic. I think it's chic. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Faba looks stupid, but that's because of the glasses. I'm I'm looking at Faba while I'm having this conversation with you. Also, for some reason, like, most of the Aether Foundation people are in, like, full, like, flight suit combat helmets with like completely opaque visors that was the one i was going to say i like that outfit in particular i bet they're blue i bet it's going to be revealed that they're blue and they're from the ultra recon 
dimension. I think that they're like the... Why do they have full helmets on? They're like the MI6 or FBI or whatever. It's a little intimidating. I think that they're still people. I don't. I think it's like the hit squad. Like they cover their entire body so they don't get any like biomatter on them when they're like tearing through marks. That makes sense. Yeah. These are the people hunting Lily at the beginning. Although we know why they were hunting Lily now. And it sort of makes sense. Cosmog is some sort of interstellar being. Oh, no, no, no. From the ultra worm, ultra wormhole universe. Everyone is just stealing ultra beasts. And it can be exploited okay. to generate more wormholes. Right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Corpo Wars. Is the Aether Foundation, I think this is step zero. Is the Aether Foundation a corporation? Do we know what they're responsible for other than making wormholes? It's identified on Bulbapedia as an organization, but okay. they don't have any products as far as I could tell. The other thing I want to talk about is the Rotom decks this week. Who made it? Mine was going wild this week. He wouldn't shut up. He was constantly giving me shit. Oh, the lotto? Yeah, which I love. The lotto's cute and useful. The little power-ups. But then at one point, I, I, I tried to capture it. He started bugging out. He was like, bzz, 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 I'm broken. And I was like, what the fuck? So I click on him and he said, oh, thank you for waking me up from that nightmare I was having. I had a dream that I was being chased by like an evil woman who said she wanted to laminate me and make me useful. Oh my God. Which is what he is in the Rotom decks. So he's being held there against his will. He's been laminated into this thing. Confirmed, yeah. That was what I was always curious about, is like, do the Rotoms enjoy this? But he definitely said she. He said a woman was chasing me and trying to laminate me and make me useful. Is that Lusamine? I don't know. Because we don't have any... We've toured the facility. We like fucking sunk the facility practically this week yeah and all of its rescued we said we we banished the head of the aether foundation into like another dimension purgatory yeah and her protector guzma right he leaps in as well we've pretty much like charmed her children into being like our our best friends so like we're set well right yeah so the bug catchers if you haven't played this one gladion and lily are Lusamine's kids. Lusamine's kids. And that's what we learn. And her husband has been banished or was lost in the like wormhole realm. Oh, yeah. Got sucked into the, yeah, the wormholes. Right? So she's been trying to figure out how to get wormholes ever open ever since. Lily kidnapped Cosmog from the Aether Foundation because he can open, it can open wormholes. Yeah, and she didn't want it to be exploited right because she didn't want to lose her mom the same way that she lost her dad that's it yeah and then gladion who turns out is their brother her brother lily's brother and lucimine's son stole this wild pokemon called null type null yes that is an invented pokemon like porygon 2 which we saw this week too Mm -hmm. handsome oh i think i preferred to porygon z great look Great look. Anyway, they made this type null to go and like chop Necrozma in half and get the Aether father back from the other side. It's like a wrinkle in time. Exactly the same. (laughs) So everyone's scheming. It literally is like an episode of Succession. 
And then like you, you're in the middle of it. Like you're sitting there eating, like eating your, your pizza hut and drinking like a beer, like a Heineken beer and watching succession on Sunday night or whatever it is. Um, well, your character I mean, standing there watching this family drama unfold. If I were getting pizza from a non-independent entity, Jesus. it would be Domino's, first of all, not Pizza Hut. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't even think we have Pizza Hut's up here. We're a Frank Peepee's household here. It's something you guys don't have in the city. And I know you've got your like famous oh, with, uh, New York-style pizza. New Haven pizza. But you know what? We have Connecticut-style pizza, too, Okay. The clams. And it's just okay. Yeah, it's just okay. I've had it. I've had Frank Pepe's, actually. But you take what you can get up there. This family drama is unfolding in front of you. Lusamine is like, I'm going. I've got Cosmog. I'm out of here. Her kids are like, no, stop. Eventually, Guzma bursts in, and he's like, I'm here too. Yeah. Don't forget about me. And Hal is there, and Hal's just like, <laughs> blown away by all of this. Yeah. He's just a small town boy. He's a real dumb dumb. And she looks over this crowd of people, like a dozen people, and she's like, I will not go into the ultra wormhole if you beat me in a fight and points at me, like just some stranger, a complete stranger. Yeah. She knows nothing about me. She doesn't even know if I'm a Pokemon trainer. She just picks me out of a crowd. Fight your son. Go fight Gladion. He's the one who wants to stop you. I don't give a shit if you go through that wormhole. Don't drag me into this. Paradise just trying to have a good time. Or do drag me into that wormhole. I'll go in there and I'll catch some Pokemon. I, I don't even know how I got out here in the first place. <laughs> Someone like just brought me over on a boat. One too many pineapple juices. Yeah. That I just wake up here. That's Parrothead's problem. Like if someone invites him on a boat, he's like, hell yeah. Boat party. Yeah. Let's get out there. Every trip on a boat is a booze cruise for Parrothead. <laughs> Every trip is a booze cruise for Parrothead. <laughs> Boat or no boat. Yeah, she, uh, for some reason, it all sort of comes down to being able to take us out, whether or not she's going to exploit Cosmog. And we also have to fight all of these henchmen. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have to fight everyone. We have to fight Gladion. We fight Howie. We fight Guzma. We fight Faba. We're often doing double battles. I sent you like a boss ass screenshot of oh the Chew Bros, Howie and Team and Skullgrunt in battle together against Faba with the Chew Bros out, Alolan Raichu and Mimikyu. Yeah, that was cute. They look good out there together. I have to admit they do. But yeah, you fight everyone, and then finally Lusamine's like face off with me, like fight me. Oh, you even have to fight fucking like Dulce from the Ultra Recon. We'll talk about the Ultra Recon squad after this battle. Didn't we fight them? You do fight them at one point. Um, but let's talk about that in a second because let's just talk about this battle with Lusamine. Do we want to talk about Howie first? I mean, I have a comment about his team. Oh yeah, what's up with Howie's team? Or wait, do we not even fight him? We just team up with him. After you get through like the first big set of regular old Aether Foundation employees, you get to this elevator and you're like doing these double battles with Faba and a bunch of other like employees. So you do a bunch of double battles with Hao. Yeah, that's right. And he kind of sucks. He loses a lot of Pokemon. So you get to see <laughs> a lot of his team, right, because they keep dying. Uh, and he's also ripping off Parrothead's team with the Alolan Raichu, the Noivern. Come on. Come up with your own fucking theme, man. For me, he has a um, Decidueye, too. Well, and he has... Primarina now, which I'm going to come full circle and I'm going to make Primarina 
Joshi's sweetie. Wow, what a coward. We get Greg on for one episode to defend Brion or whatever it's called. And now you're like gay rights activist Josh over here. Inducting Primarina. Yeah. Primarina for living their full selves, no matter where they go. <laughs> you know? Soloist Pokemon, they're labeled as. So Primarina's a singer. I could see lounge, like a lounge singer. I guess it makes sense. Kind of a situation. Hanging out on a piano. I could definitely see Primarina doing that. I can't believe you, Josh. Or at least hosting a drag brunch. <laughs> Listen, I think what Primarina's doing is very brave, and I commend Primarina for being so outspoken, mm -hmm. but I think it's an awful looking Pokemon. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want a mermaid Pokemon or like a. We, how many fucking Look, seals do we? I'm need? not gonna have it on my. And it's team. a clown. It's a clown too. It started as a clown. Is it still a clown? It does start as a like circus seal. Not interested, Josh. I'm out. Circus performing seal. I listen. I'm not defending Popplio or Brion. Okay. I'm simply honoring Primarina. I'll tell you what. I will defend that Alolan Raichu, especially right next to that Mimikyu, the Chew Boys. Yeah, those chews had some serious tood. What else do we get up to? Nothing. Then we go and fight her. And she's just got some, like, dumb Pokemon. Yeah, there's, uh, she lives on a mansion. Th this, <laughs> Aether Paradise also has, like, a whole ass house on it. Like a big manor. Yeah. And we go in there and, uh, we fight her. Yeah. And we'll, uh, tell you about that fight. After, After this break. Gotcha. Yeah. Snaked you. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Joshua. Welcome back, Hello. Bug Catchers. And welcome back, Lusamine, to this big bad battle we're about to have with you because you are our, sorry, not you, Bug Catchers. No, no, no. You, Lusamine, are our final goal for the week. Our mission was to take down the Aether Foundation president. Now we know who that is. Lusamine. It's Lusamine. She's a girl boss, at least. She is a girl boss. She's a pretty bad mom. Very bad mom. Terrible mom. But y you can't have it all, you know? No. Yeah, no. How does she do it? Sorry. She doesn't. Sorry. I should <laughs> make a lot more space. I should make a lot more space for her girl boss saying, I don't know why. I immediately swooped in and was like, but she's also a bad mom. Both of her children do seem to have a strained, if not openly hostile <laughs> relationship with her. They are all pretty openly hostile to one another. <laughs> they all are at counter odds. They all want to do different things for different reasons, uh, and they all want to stop one another from doing the thing that each of the other wants to do. It's a perfect storm, and here I am, stuck in the middle of it, fighting fucking Lusamine for no reason. Just a guy. Just collateral damage for this family drama. I'm trying to clean up the fucking mess of the team skull stuff out here, people. Guzma's like jumping into wormholes. Anyway, we, bite, we fight Lusamine. She's got a Clefable, a Lilligant, a Melodic, a beware and a low punny, all level 47. 
and all. Honestly. A fine team. A fine team, sure. But these big battles the last few weeks, we talked about this last week too. These big battles these last few weeks are tough. Especially like the the totem battles and the, the grand trials can be pretty tough too. Oh, yeah. It's like a battle didn't take place this week for me. This was nothing, this one? It was like 5-1 hit KOs, I think. Yeah. It was nothing. I had very good type coverage for this battle other than Clefable. I do not have a fairy counter, which is pretty bad. Clefable is tricky. Pretty glaring hole, actually. She really frustrated me because I'll talk about it in level check, but I've got this very like fun move set figured out with Alolan Muck. And she's got this thing called Magic Guard, I think. Yeah, Magic Guard. Where I can poison her, and she will have the poison status, but she will never take damage from being poisoned. So it was really frustrating for Muck, who really relies on someone taking a lot of damage from being poisoned. Yeah, Magic Guard is great. That's a pretty fun ability. Oh, maybe her whole thing. Look at all of her abilities are like the cool abilities like the rare abilities because her Lilligant has old own tempo tempo. incredible can't be confused and melodic has marvel scale which i don't know what that is but it sounds cool uh while the pokemon with this ability has a status condition its defense is increased by 50 percent. dang oh that is good (laughs) beware's got fluffy beware's got something called fluffy Takes half damage from moves that make contact? Whoa. And then Low Punny's got Cute Charm, which is what my Low Punny has, which is makes anyone who touches them with a physical attach, attack has a chance to be charmed. Infatuated, yeah. I think I just didn't get a chance to do any of that shit because I just whacked them all in one hit. So I didn't see any of her impressive abilities. Yeah, I do think everyone other than Clefable was one hit or very close to it. And then you're in just cutscene alley from here on out. Once she's done, she immediately goes back on her word, activates Cosmog, opens up a porthole, jumps into it. Leaps into it. Yep. Uh, Much to her own children's horror who are watching her essentially die. Their only other parent is also lost in a wormhole slash, spoiler alert, it's Moan is her husband. Lusamines. Who's Moan? The uh, caretaker of the Poke Pelago, who you like. Oh. Oh. He's cool. I like him. But does that mean... I love Poke Pelago. Poke Pelago is... Oh, that's in the wormhole? In a wormhole? Or is he able to travel through dimensions and he just hates his wife? <sighs> wow. He could come back. Well, luckily, <laughs> their other father figure then reveals himself in the back of the room. It's Guzma. And he's like, I'm here to help. Yeah. It's like, thank goodness, these these children will be taken care of. But then he just leaps into the wormhole, too. Yeah. The simp he is. Um, and then- Just go wherever Lusami does. Nebi is now a mean eye. That's right. Yeah. It's final form. Having sucked Lusamine and Guzma into the wormhole. And you're all just sort of stuck here now. Aether Foundation, presumably as a corporation, is in, in shambles. Stock prices must be crashing. Oh, it's cratered. Huge layoffs. <laughs> and then on your way out to just sort of add insult to injury, um, you were stopped by the Ultra Recon Squad, who a moment before, Joshua, while you were in the Aether Foundation, Paradise, attacked you. And we're like, don't try to keep us from getting to our goal. Which is uh, stopping something with... 
Necrozma. Well, here here's what happens because after the battle, they're like, oh, "Okay, you're I guess I guess you're a good guy." So let us explain our entire story. And they talk about how they're from this like mega world that is now all dark because Necrozma came and ate all the light. And That's right. Like it ate now it they're all like up. Silver Surfer, like going ahead and trying to like warn other planets and stop Necrozma. And at the end of it, the characters all like take a deep breath. And Wick, that like woman with the huge bosom, <laughs> is like, wow, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> yeah. So my trainer danger is the Ultra Recon Squad, who like are so boring that even the NPCs are bored by them at the end of their like long cutscene about Necrozma. <laughs> yeah. Like how Hal previously was like, I didn't really follow any of that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And then she, um, whatever her name is, the bad guy. Oh, oh God. Who the knows? The recon woman whose name I can never, Dulce. You do battle her at one point, and she had my You Make Me Barf Pokemon. Who is that? Which is an Ultra Beast, or not an Ultra Beast. It's a an Ultra Beast pre-evolution. The only Ultra Beast that has a pre-evolution. This is the pre-evolution, and it's called Poipol. Oh, yeah, Poipol. And that's why I hate it, because its name is Poipol, like Popeye saying the word purple. Poipol. Poipol. Um, but then it evolves into something gross. It's like a giant phallic symbol. Naga Natal. Oh, extremely phallic. Natal is, is German for needle, according to the trivia. It's just like a big, like, floating penis. Like, it's a, it's like a big bug, shoot, like, coming at you with its penis. I mean, it's almost like... I mean, we're surely going to have to talk about them as we encounter them in general, but it feels like every Ultra Beast is going to be a barf. You want me to take a look? You mean to take a jog over to for Affinity? No, no, I don't want you to do that. Well, it's opposite day. Earn profits with your content. Get get me out of here for Affinity. <laughs> what are you doing? I just want to see if anyone's made any smut about Poipol. Well, as a Fur Affinity admin, you do need to be thinking about maximizing profits. Oh, Josh, I think Fur Affinity has like, has, I think they've pivoted. It's gone to seed. I think they've pivoted. I think they've become like a, a support network for like the fur community. I don't want to spend time on any of the like hard, the like rated X sites. I liked the sort of like, the gentle immersion into the fur community that was fur affinity. We might have to abandon the segment if they're changing their entire lineup here, if they're changing their entire format. And are you saying it's becoming too wholesome or the opposite of that? Too depraved? I think they've gotten rid of the smut or I think they've gotten rid of like the image boards. I'm trying to find it. I, I'm not. But it even... looks like it's become sort of a creator's community. You know, somebody put some big breasts on Naga Nadell, but that's it. So relatively wholesome. Am I on the wrong fur affinity? Because I can't even find a search. Oh, I was on the wrong fur affinity. God, what an amateur mistake. I'm a fucking fur affinity admin. I went to furaffinity.com instead of furaffinity.net. Come on, Tanner. But did you know that there's a big community for, um, there's a big like support creators community over at furaffinity.com? I did not. Not a lot of what I would expect Naga Nadal to be doing in the fur affinity results here, given its general body shape. There is a surprising lack of creativity here for Naga Nadell. Yeah, and very, I think very relatively few results compared to a lot of its brethren. So 
What a disappointing fur affinity. Hardly even worth the segment. And another like straw on the camel's back that is Poipole being my You Make Me Barf Pokemon this week. I agree. Anything else you want to sound off on before we head into our level check? Totem tally, I guess. Totem tally. Were there any in Aether Foundation or Aether Paradise? I didn't see any. I have 73 now, and I think you're static at 71 from the last episode. So I got two, but I don't recall if they were in Aether Paradise or somewhere I backtracked. I was like checking every nook and cranny in Aether Paradise and didn't see any. So I just at some point stopped looking, but maybe they were in there somewhere. I'm having a picture in my head that I think maybe there was one in that like cargo hold the level with all the big crates oh, okay i think on the side of one of those but well you've pulled ahead i'm not positive and i think that's it let's talk about our teams then level check level check <laughs> what's going on with team grunt oh i'm in love with my team joshua well i'm into love with four of the six of my team so my guy is called skull grunt he's the head of team skull He's claimed the throne. He's trying to get it in shape now. Um, he's like dealing with some like bullshit ultra wormhole stuff first, but then he's totally going to be there. Um, open door policy, come into his office anytime, ask him for anything you need. Oh, so he practices a uh, radical candor. Radical candor. And what's the other one? <laughs> um, uh, I don't remember what the other one was. Something stupid. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. And oh, uh, humble confidence. <laughs> He has only bad guy Pokemon, and his first one is a Lolan Muck, Admin Courtney, level 52, who's unstoppable. Really? It knows Toxic, which will poison something, and then it knows Venom Drench, which will not do any damage to something, but it will lower its attack, special attack, speed, and something else. And then it has Leftovers, so it can just recover any damage it takes, which will increasingly become less and less damage because every turn I'm doing Venom Drench until eventually they're just poisoned to death from the Toxic. Yeah. So that's a a super fun combo. I think once I get Toxic Spikes and everyone just can kind of come into the match poisoned. Oh, God. It'll be a a more efficient system. Not Toxic Spikes. Uh, Petrol, Mimic You, one of my new favorite Pokemon, a Tanner's Mon for sure, in the Pantheon. You figured it out? Love it. And you like it? Good in battle. The decoy trick is really handy. It's got this move called pain split. So even at the end, like even when it's outliving its usefulness and is about to die and has very little life, you can just trigger a pain split, which just like finds the halfway point between your health and the enemy's health and brings you both there, I think. Mm -hmm. Just does a huge amount of damage, right? As Mimic U is sort of shuffling off this mortal coil. Interesting. So I love those two. Level 53, Mimikyu, Petrol. So those are in for sure, you think? <laughs> Gotta be. Okay. Colress, Vicavolt, still very handy, still very useful, zipping around the battlefield, being a mean little bug. I like Vicavolt. Giovanni, Incineroar. He's doing really well, although he's been having relationship troubles. Oh my God. They're not even married yet. I know, good thing, right? I mean, I guess if Incineroar and Lopunny aren't gonna make it, they should find out sooner rather than later. I know. You would hate to get into something like long term, maybe have kids, drag them through that kind of stuff. That would just be no good. So I don't know. I'm I'm trying to like counsel him through it. But, you know, Lopunny's obviously a close friend of mine, too. 
Commander Mars. So Giovanni and Cineroar, level 52. Um, and then I guess I'll get into my new segment. Within a segment, I guess, because this is Whoa. level check. Inception. Um, and it's bad guy shit. What'd you get into this time? Well, I have a new segment, which I guess is a segment within a segment within a segment. And it's a new segment. It's called the chopping block. Okay. Because Skullgrunt has no like issues just making cuts mercilessly when needed for any reason. Maybe for even no reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe just because he's feeling salty. So the following two Pokemon are on my team currently, but are on the chopping block. Commander Mars, low punny, level 51. Like you've, they've been warned. They've been warned. They're like on notice. She's going to have to figure out some way to get pretty useful pretty quickly because she's sort of like run out of useful moves for me. I see. And her normal type um, has been really difficult to deal with, especially in the dark and the poison and the all that kind of shit. I see. Yeah, that type stands out. And this feud. Pretty starkly in contrast to the others. With Giovanni, this fight they're having, distracting both of them. So I just can't have that kind of drama on my team. What are they fighting about? Marital stuff, you know, like oh. the relationship stuff. Oh, that's too bad. I hope they pull through. And they're like, it's like they're they're doing it like in front of people, you know? It's messy. That's so embarrassing. And then Mabel, Alola Marowak, I love this thing and I love its look and I love how mean it is, but it doesn't really um, help me very often anymore. And I don't find myself using it very much anymore, but it is still level 52. See, I definitely would have thought Alolan Marowak was going to make it. I thought so too, but like it almost never comes out anymore because Incineroar's got the fire stuff covered and then like two of its moves are ground, which are only sort of useful sometimes. And it doesn't know any ghost or no, no shadow ball. I guess it shadow ball is sort of like ringer, but yeah, shadow ball is very useful. Mimikyu knows that too. Yeah, a lot of Mon can use it and... You certainly do not need two ghost types. And I don't need two fire types. So Alola Marowak's kind of the odd man out there. Right. What about you, Parrothead? How's your team doing? So Parrothead, whose team is going around the Alolan Islands, just looking to have a good time. Living out that island time, island lifestyle, vibing. Yeah. And there is a new mon that that Parrothead is bringing into the flock. Okay. But the issue is... I really don't know who's on my chopping block. I don't know who to get rid of. Oh, you have the inverse problem. We've been together for so long. Yeah, you're a very sentimental person. Right. Paired head. Uh, and I don't really have any complaints, distinct complaints about any of these Pokemon. I have several complaints about a few of them. Oh, I bet. If that would be helpful. Sure. <laughs> um, Noivern is a big dragon bat. Well... Funny you should and mention Talonflame is a fire falcon. And actually I've I've voiced these concerns several times this season already. Funny you should mention Noivern because Pokémon Crossroads on Twitter uh-huh. mm-hmm. informed us that it has a move called Boom Blast which it uses in the anime and that is where it emits the sound from its big speaker ears you're always hiding you're always hiding in your little anime you're always going to your little anime to be it's like, canon happening in the anime we agreed that it was canon okay fine so it's providing the tunes i'm just trying to help here I'm just trying to help you find those artful cuts it's not going to be noivern 
Talonflame, perhaps. And I would also say, I mean, I love two cannon. Well, you're just going to scrap all the birds. You went from all birds to no birds. Having a lot of birds is tough, competitively. And, I mean, basically, I think Snorlax, Talonflame, or two cannon, one of them will have to go. You know, the other thing is, we got a lot of game ahead of us still. I think settling into a full six-man team, six-mon team right now would feel like getting married at, like, 19. Yeah, that's right. So, Parrothead will be messing around in the next week and figure out maybe somebody is going to take a little vacation. You know, a solo trip. Yeah, a vacation to the fucking, like, ultra wormhole. <laughs> apparently, we just open those now. But in the meantime, Parrothead's flock is Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett, Alolan Raichu, level 53, still the champ. Coconut, Pissimian, level 50. Lovely. Fruitcakes, the Noivern, level 52. Questionable. Cheeseburger, the Snorlax, level 50. I'm surprised Snorlax wasn't on your, your mention list. The thing still has some use for you? It's in contention as a potential one that's getting chopped because normal is just like... It's so tough, like this late in the game. I certainly cannot have... Toucanon and Snorlax. Yeah. When they both are normal, but at least Toucanon is also flying. Right. So it's probably one of them. Even though Snorlax cheeseburger really fits in. Captures the energy. Yeah. On this team. Maybe it can be like a logo. Yeah, sort of a mascot. It can be sort of the symbol of the group. Yeah. Honorary member. Be a little confusing that it's not some kind of a bird when it's Parrothead's team. Oh, yeah. Now... Go on this journey with me for a moment. Okay. This is design, creative designer Tanner coming out here. The logo is Snorlax flat on his back, snoring loudly with his belly up in the air, and perched on top of his belly is like two or three different exotic parrots. Now, that's interesting. And maybe there's like some, like a little pile of fruit down like by the grass by his belly. That could work. And that's the logo of like your crew. And people are like, where's the Snorlax? And be like, Back at the base, doing this. I like that. Holding down the fort. That could work. That keeps Snorlax involved. Just trying to, I'm just trying to keep him involved. Rounding out the team, we have the parrots, the uh, the pr- the proper birds here. Joe Merchant, Talonflame, level fifty two, and Tango the Two Cannon, level fifty one. Couple of great teams. We're not going to battle them this week, although I would love to because I think there's some some real. But isn't it, it's the same matchup as last week, isn't it? It's just yeah, yeah. Except now I have more levels. Have you on levels? Yeah. Barely. They're, they're pretty similar. One, I've got this Alolan muck trick that you're absolutely going to hate. Especially if I can get that toxic spikes before next yeah, week. Yeah, I, I do not love work on that. the sound of that Alolan muck trick. <laughs> um, that's it, I guess, then, Joshua, because we already talked about our battle with the Aether Foundation. That's it. So next week, we're just headed onward to where are we headed? I to... think to the Runes of Hope. And Tapu Fini's Blessing. And then it's Como-O, and then, and then we're sort of like sliding down towards the end game. The final six eps. We do get this long cutscene at the end after the battle where I was just complaining to Josh about it before we were recording because I was watching it then, but they give you this like sexy cutscene with Lily where she's like in a schoolgirl outfit now. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's like Lily origins. And then Gladion comes out and he's like, I'm on your team now. And here's a whistle that you can use to like summon the Pokemon that will destroy Necrozma atop 
the lake of hope let's go it's the sun or the moon flute i have the sun flute so you surely have the moon flute right it's the opposite of whatever your version is and then i think we use that in order to for some reason there's a confluence at pony island which cool name is another look the only other location where you can open an ultra wormhole and the sun or the moon flute does that right that's something like that it's a lot of story Hell of a lot of story this week. Um, I think we did a good job of covering off on all of it. Definitely very thorough. Sounds like we're going to have a hell of a lot of story for the next few weeks. So Story time. Strap in. I hope you like the Ultra Recon Squad. That's it for us, Joshua. This has been Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. My name is Tanware. Your name is Fiel Fable. It is. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow the show everywhere that you follow podcasts. And do follow us at expsharepod on Twitter and on Instagram. And check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, where you can have discussions about weekly episodes. You can share some memes. You can call us liars occasionally, but we prefer you don't. Yeah, although we are. You can compete for being trainer of the week, aka level check. And yep. You can also support us by going to expsharepod.com and buying some merch. Sure. Joshua, bug catchers, that's it for us this week. Goodbye. Alola. And Alola. Smell you later.